Welcome to Which Game First, where we explore the hilariously huge world of board games. Did we find any hidden treasures you've been missing out on? Let's find out. First up this week, we build cradles of diversity one tile at a time to repopulate the ecosystem in Rainforest. Next up, we deal cards and try not to panic as our ship is caught in the sun's gravitational pull in Solar Storm. And lastly, we lock horns in a clop to the top in Mountain Goats. I'm your host, Celeste Angelis, here with my decades-long gaming buddies, Evan Bernstein. Hello, everyone. Ed Povolitis. Hi, ready to game. And Mike Grenier. Are you ready? Our first game up this week is Rainforest, designed by Johannes Goopy, published by Funny Fox in 2022. Number of players, two to four, ages eight and up, playtime, 30 minutes. Okay, Mikey, what's in the box? The cover of the box shows a majestic flame-toned parrot proudly swooping into a bright and vibrant jungle scene. If you look even closer, you'll see other cute kudzu critters blending in with their surroundings. And when you delve even deeper, you'll discover 112 species tokens, four player boards, a binoculars token, a cloth bago, 55 jungle tiles, 10 protected area tokens, and four diversity tokens. And that's what's in the box. Well, before we tell you if it was a jungle out there... (laughs) Evan, grab your machete and hack through some rules. Rainforest, it is a set collection and tableau building game where your aim is to create a jungle environment that offers a rich variety of vegetation, which will allow you to reintroduce and protect the region's iconic species, which are monkeys, frogs, butterflies, and parrots. Your tableau will consist of nine tiles in a three by three grid. As you build your tableau by choosing one tile at a time, you'll also choose some of the animal tokens that accompany that tile. You can choose all the animals of the same type or the tokens of the same color. As the tiles are chosen, more of them are revealed. As animal tokens are all taken from one specific area, they will refill. Bonus points for tile set collections and pattern placement and bonus points for each player's preferred animal that they place on their tableau. Nine tiles get placed, add up all the points, and the winner is king of the rainforest. Hear them roar. Does the lion live in the rainforest? It does now. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be a tiger. (laughs) Okay, we played this game on Board Game Arena. Well, Mm -hmm. how did it look? It looked colorful. (laughs) It is a colorful (laughs) game. Bright, vibrant. But I would say, though, there are some tiles. like So... Their colors are really vibrant, and the single color tiles are great. But when you get to the hybrid tiles that are two colors, it's kind of hard to tell which two colors it is or if it's yeah. two colors. Those blends were a little tricky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it could be a little subtle because one color might be like really strong. The other color is there, but the one color kind of like trying to keep nudging that other color out. Like, hey, mm-hmm. you're not here. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's the rainforest, right? <laughs> that is, that is. Yeah. <laughs> Not good for clarity, but really good for the look. And in other games, they usually have either a shape or an icon or an indicator that goes hand in hand with the color mm-hmm. in case people are having uh, trouble distinguishing the colors for whatever reasons. But there isn't that me- that uh, feature in this game. No. You have yeah. to really rely on what yep. you're seeing yeah well there there is go. for the single color ones but not for the multicolor ones oh like, which is a the different ones type you need. of plant on each one 
like well, the red okay, one. Okay, yeah. but do the do the uh, multicolors have those two different kinds of plants? It's like a melange. It's hard to tell. A little bit that, tricky. Yeah, yeah, it's a tricky. little tricky. Yeah. And then there's tokens with pictures of animals. Yeah. They were uh, they were easy to dis you know discern what was what and everything. Uh, oh yeah, those were clear. There's no uh, blending of the animals. Um, mm. You know they're they're pretty silhouettes. Know, yeah, yeah, silhouettes, yeah, silhouettes. Like I guess, mm -hmm. or almost like it's, if you if you were to put an animal on a like a, a stamp, like a physical stamp you mm. know, with a, with an yeah. ink pad that yeah, would very come out looking like that. Right, very vectory. But also, again, mm -hmm. another problem with the colors, if you're worried about color blindness, like indicators, is that the not all monkeys are purple. You know what I mean? Not all butterflies are blue. They have right. a different color yeah. coding that's important mm. to the game. Yeah. Yeah. So while you can maybe get away with the tile by being able to identify the type of plant with a color, there's nothing to help you with those tokens. Mm -hmm. mm, okay. Okay. Gotcha. Well, it is about collecting tokens and tiles, Ed. Yeah, yeah that's what it's about. No, I mean, <laughs> always got that choice. Like, hey, this tile is perfect, but man, none of those animals are what I need. And this other one got all the animals I want, but that tile is garbage. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. Did it feel arbitrary, the blend? Or did it, was it like, okay, good tiles get lousy animals, good animals get lousy it, tiles? Completely random. You could okay. also end up with the perfect tile and the perfect animal. And, ah, <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, each 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 grouping is sufficiently randomized. So uh, you have these five stacks of basically tiles and a bunch of circles below them where the animals go but each but e each one is, is its own random set so there's never a direct link between the tile you're getting and the animals that are available for you to choose as well yeah it seemed like a really mathematical dispersion you know what i mean where everything is balanced under the surface but it's only different by the order that it's drawn in mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and the way they come out you know you're pulling out those little tokens out of the bag oh so that's how the, those are randomized and then the tiles of course are just stacks of tiles and mm -hmm. might it seem crazy to you not to go for bigger points? Yeah, I mean, I'm always looking for like because you can either take all of one color or all of one animal type off of where the tile is. I feel like it's just getting more resources is better. Like even if you don't have the exact ones you need at that moment, especially early in the game. You know? Oh, okay. I can get four of them because all the there's four purple ones, even though there's three different animals on mm -hmm. there or something. Yeah, but how and you are you going to pass them on the up side? on that sick tile, Mikey, when there's a, <laughs> no, a one? <laughs> I know, I know, it's true. So you can stash them and save them for later. Yeah, Is that what you're saying, like resources-wise? Yeah. Yeah, the animals. Okay. You can range them a little bit, yeah. Yeah, you have, have a couple of slots to hold them. And yeah. then you, okay, and then the tiles, you would go for the bigger points because you can fill, you're, you're hoping to fill them up and there's no penalty otherwise? Like, I don't remember there's a penalty for not filling it. I think it's just the penalty is not scoring at all. You know, right. If, right. If you don't right. fill it in. <laughs> <laughs> Getting nothing is your penalty. Right. Because so this nothing game is worse action. Than having that thick point tile, but no animals on it. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. So this game is action efficiency, Ed. Yeah. Well, you're, you only, it's a race. So whoever gets to fill out their three by three grid first and the game. And so you don't want to necessarily dwaddle just trying to, oh, well, I'm going to try to pick up this perfect tile and then I'll 
rather this you no know, tile that has the perfect animals and you know, you're just trying to you know maximize perfection when really you're gonna have to put a little speed into it because Mikey already built seven tiles and mm-hmm. uh, you're still working on number five. Oh yeah, right, right. So you want to you don't want to get caught up in waiting for the perfect thing. Right. Well, me and Ed have had classic battles. Uh, what was that game we used to battle on all the time, Ed? That it would go between like you get you basically get an, a certain number of things before the game ends, and then you count the points. So whoever closes it out first, like they they get the bonus of having all their things filled. So Ed would always I'd be building the perfect engine and getting things that's gonna crush him, and then all of a sudden he just ends the game. Like, <laughs> this game has that feel of that too. Oh uh, man. Okay. Yeah. Building up your engine till. It- the last second right before it right. takes I'm off we're getting re- yeah fire it up yeah. oh well, ed shutting it down right before i take off is really what usually happens <laughs> <laughs> as if he does it on purpose hmm. i know i know hmm. <laughs> he sees the writing on the wall man <laughs> okay explorers it's time to dig up or bury rainforest what say you mike you know it looked vibrant and pretty color wise and all that but that being said i didn't have a lot of memorable differentiators from any other set collection game. I've seen these mechanics before. So, I don't know. Not super memorable. I don't hate it, but uh, not going to go looking for it either. So, I'll bury it. Evan? Uh, Rainforest. It was easy to learn and certainly easy to play. The basic concepts of tile placement and set collection. Uh, The theme did not really have me feeling like I was, you know, making a rainforest ecosystem. Mm. It seemed almost like this uh, could fit any kind of themed game, more of a template. Um, It could use some variations in the rules for advanced play. I thought, however, I don't think there's anything wrong with the game. Based on (laughs) that, I will slightly dig it up. Ed? Uh, The game does look vibrant, and No? Hey, um, pretty. Uh, but <laughs> you now there are nice choices to be made trying to build your tableau. It's an okay game. Yeah. Unfortunately, it didn't really excite me, and so I kind of questioned the replayability of this game. And for that reason, I'm going to give it a light berry. Hmm. Well, we want to know if you visited a rainforest. <laughs> Let us know. <laughs> we did. are at which game first on all social media. Mike, Ed, Kevin, what's <laughs> yeah. going on with Which Game First? <laughs> well, need I remind you once again that Monday night is Which Game First, a board game podcast live game, game night, night, game yeah. night, game and night. And we stream it. We're on Twitch. We're on YouTube. We're on Facebook. <laughs> and we're inviting you to come along for the ride as we explore a brand new game, 8 o'clock Eastern time in the evening. That's Monday nights. And we love interacting with you, by the way. Mm-hmm. Tons of interaction with our audience, including a game within a game, because there's usually trivia or other things going on with you. We want you to be part of the Witch Game First experience, and you can do it Monday nights at 8 o'clock. And if you miss it, you can always catch it on our YouTube channel, and you can play the trivia then. Don't worry. It's okay. You can It'll play be late. There. That's right. And I'll, mm-hmm. most of these games, or all of the games that we do the videos of, are games we review on the podcast. So mm-hmm. if you hear a game that we're talking about on the podcast, and we say we played it on Board Game Arena or Yukata DE, then you know there's a video of it. So you can mm-hmm. always check those games out if you want to see more of what they look like or how they play in action, 
You can always check them out later on our YouTube channel after the podcast. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you could actually try to figure out ahead of time what we might say, whether we dig it up or bury it when you uh, watch the video. (laughs) We try not to give too much away. I'm on the review Uh, side of things. We try, but but I'm an open book. I don't know. Sometimes after thinking about it, you know, people's opinions change. No, it's true. You'd be in for a surprise. That's true. Actually, I've changed my opinion right during the actual podcast, like right <laughs> when we're recording. I'm like, you know, you guys convinced me. I don't hate this game after all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, speaking of games, um, when I we will be at PAX Unplugged, and mm-hmm. I have a game prototype I want to pull out for you guys, but I need a name. All right. So the game is about pirates stuck in a scary purgatory and at the mercy of fierce and fickle winds, trying to find mm-hmm. enough coins to satisfy Davy Jones and buy their way out of purgatory. Hmm. So I need a name for that game. If you guys want to help me out, throw some ideas out there. I'm more than welcome to check them out. Are puns okay, Mike? Puns are cool. Yeah, it's actually it started as a drinking game anyway. It was kind of more goofy before, so a pun could be great. Especially Evan, I'm sure, can come up with a good pun. I'll work on it. And we want to thank all of our listeners and especially our patrons. Thank you so much for your generosity. And we hope you're enjoying our patron-only podcast called Bonus Points. points. <laughs> that you was actually really good. There, guys. <laughs> wow. was really good. <laughs> Some random assortment of noise, but that one actually <laughs> once in a while we get a good one. <laughs> so, so you can check that out. Also, every single episode of our patron-only podcast bonus is points. introduced <laughs> in exactly that way with an original bonus points melody. <laughs> Melody in quotes every single time where we talk about all manner of topics, often game related or game adjacent, but not always. Mm -hmm. And it's just a time for us to share with our patrons um, a very casual and fun experience for us. So we really love doing them. We hope you will uh, give us a listen by going to our website, clicking on become a patron today. It's only $3 a month. And you also get access to our patron only um, a channel on Discord. So we would love to see you there. Thanks for listening. Thank Thanks. you all. Thank you. Our next game up is Solar Storm, designed by Aiden Louther, published by Dronda Games in 2020. Number of players 1 to 4, ages 10 and up. Playtime 45 minutes. Mike, tell us what's in the box. The cover of the box shows several large space stations that are way too close to a sun, as evidenced by several of them disintegrating within the extreme heat wave pulsing from its surface. (laughs) Yikes. (laughs) It's bad. Uh, It's bad out there, (laughs) y'all. Inside, we see nine room cards, 24 repair cubes, 24 damage cards, a hull breach card, 68 resource cards, eight action tokens, four protection tokens, one escape pod card, eight diverted power tokens, four reference cards, four protection cards, four meeples, and a standard six-sided die. And that's what's in the box. Yikes! Take me back to the rainforest! <laughs> help, help! Uh, yeah, right. It's way cooler. <laughs> well, before we tell you if this game blew us away, Evan, quick, rev up the rules! Get <laughs> us out of here! Solar Storm is that it's too late! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> we, we lost. Yeah. All right. Solar Storm is a cooperative card management game. 
where you are crew members on board a spaceship that has had its energy core taken out by solar flares. Even worse, the (laughs) ship is caught in the sun's gravitational pull, which is causing even more damage. And it's only a matter of time before you and the rest of the crew perish. But fear not. <laughs> fear not. Actually, actually, fear a lot. Fear a lot. <laughs> yeah, fear much. <laughs> don't panic, right. though. That's the thing. Don't panic. Yeah, don't panic in, in with death on your doorstep. Mm-hmm. The ship itself is a nine-card grid, three by three, with the engine room in the center. On a player's turn, they may take up to three of the following actions. Here they are. You can move, use resources to repair an area of the ship, Use resources to divert power from an area back to the energy core. You can scavenge for resources. You can share resources or strategically save actions for later in the game. Players are going to move their meeple around the ship to the various rooms that are in need of repair. To repair, a player uses a card that matches an icon in that room. And when the room is fully repaired, the room's energy can then be diverted to the energy core. And this must happen for all eight rooms. At the end of each player's turn, the ship is going to take more damage. The level of damage is going to increase as the game goes on. Players win if they can direct power from all the areas back to the energy core. However, players will lose if an area takes too much damage or if the resource deck runs dry. So, in this solar storm, it's all hands on deck. Get a deck. Like deck cards yeah all hands on deck and the med bay and the crew quarters and the engine room and the bridge and the energy core wait back to the bridge the cargo (laughs) the armory abandoned ship there's nowhere to go Ah! okay so did it feel as panicky when you played it on board game arena yes uh yeah Yeah, panicky yeah oh that's awesome i love panic games well i guess i'll jump right to it well because the damage gets worse as you progress (laughs) oh yeah first first how did it look Okay. Oh, did you feel like you were in the ship? Uh, yeah, all the room cards have a very nice sci-fi, maybe a little dark, but the sci-fi feeling. Look, each one looked like a room of a spaceship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of a retro style almost. It's like yeah, like the what you might see in a seventies or eighties like graphic novel about a yeah. spaceship or something mm-hmm. like that. Isaac Asimov. Like, yes, yeah. yes, but they definitely are easy to s- discern and everything. They look, they look cool. Sure. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and original. They look new. Like I haven't seen these images, you know. It's not the first thing I would think of when I see a cargo hold. So yeah. it's kind of a fresh look. I mean, I wouldn't say like the armory looks like an armory to me, but it does look like a sci-fi deck on a spaceship, though. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. No weapon. Yeah, has its correct feel to it. I, yeah, I yeah. Say. All right, Evan, it gets worse as you go. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, because at, at the end of each round, as I said, it's, the, the ship takes more damage. All right, so it's taking a point of damage after the end of the first round. And then it moves to the level two kind of damage in the middle of the game. Now a couple of different rooms are going to start suffering damage. And then by towards the last round, the last third of the game, three rooms are taking all kinds of damage. <laughs> You're scrambling mad. <laughs> yeah. trying to get yourselves all around the ship. It's a know, co-op. In a, co- in a cooperative yeah, manner, yeah. but yeah. still, it's it's it's... It's rather hectic and you can, <laughs> you know, it, it's, you're like being on a boat, so, on, a, yeah. on, a, on a sailing vessel. So you're fixing one hole, two more leaks pop up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Now I rush mean, over there. For anybody who's ever played like Pandemic, you know, when you have like, oh, it's only a minor outbreak for now. We can handle it. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh no, this one chained into that one and chained into that one. Yeah. That's what this feels like. <laughs> yeah. Definitely had that chain feel. And it's like, it, 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 it the beginning, like you need to get over the whole ship and and get there. It's like, oh, 
the 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 tasking insurmountable because of all the distance you got to carry. Yeah. And uh, but when you get there, like okay, we got some room diverted, and then we get to that final act, like okay, we only got two more rooms to do. But unfortunately, the place is on fire. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure how it gets better if you fix the two rooms, honestly. Like, it looks like it's still real bad. <laughs> so you guys lost, huh? Yeah. Uh, close. We did. We did. It was close? Okay. It was so really if, close. If you played again, do you think you could win? I mean, do you, did you learn anything the first time or are you just doomed? <laughs> I, I mean, felt we our moves 70, were- 30 doomed. Our moves were efficient. You know why they were efficient? Because in this co-op, you can communicate freely. Nice. Whereas a lot of the co-ops we've played, there has been some sort of limitation on the communication, but not in this one. Oh, yeah. So there's no comms out card. No. That would be kind of cool. They could (laughs) do something like that. There could be something like a a difficulty mode that does that. But yeah, Yeah. right here, we're all able to communicate. And And we still lost. We looked like we came close. But just kind of like pandemic, as Mikey mentioned, like, okay, we got this. As long as Cole Carter doesn't come up yep. on top, we're fine. And you're like, yeah. Mm, oh, wow. Uh, that's that's, that's kind of what happened at the end. You know, we had like two rooms to fix and there was a 50-50 shot, you know, that one of the two rooms would get pulled and we didn't right. know which one it was going to be. We could only fix one. So we just had to kind of choose blindly because it could have been either, either one could have popped. You know, mm-hmm. so we, we had to just make a blind choice. Like, well, if we go here and it's not that room, then we win. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right? Well, at right. least leave a, a live another turn to see the end. Or, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's exactly. true too. Yeah, because the next turn could have been just as bad. But yeah, because you're limited on the move, moving around the ship. If it mm-hmm. were a little easier, but then that might make the game too easy. It'll at be that too point, easy if there yeah. wasn't sort of a limitation on how you move around. Right. Yeah. One of your actions is to move to an adjacent well, spot. It so. takes. Yeah. It ta- it's hard to get from one spot on the ship to the next. Yeah, in mid-explosion, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but where are all the androids and the R2-D2s and fix it? You know, right? That's why they have those where kinds of- Where are the bots? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things bots. in those bots. movies because Stupid people can't Stupid AI that can't move yeah. around. <laughs> They're all- Well, you know, they all got affected by the uh, the pulse wave the from solar the solar flare. storm. Oh, yeah. they got knocked out. They took an electromagnetic pulse. Magnetic pulse, yeah, yeah took yeah. them out, yep. EMP'd. Oh, they thought of everything. That's <laughs> true. Uh, did it feel theme on point here? Theme informing play? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. the level of panic was supposed to be on theme. And I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, no, I kind of like yeah. this type of um, you know, pressure in a way. It's not uh, a timer. Right. They don't actually have a sand That's timer to go, ah, you're making it frantic. But still, you feel the time pressure because you, you know you only have so many turns before the ship blows up and mm-hmm. you, you're trying to survive. I mean, honestly, though, if and you're going to it's going to sound weird coming from me, but if they threw in a sand timer for each turn, that would kind of put a little more pressure on the game, which might actually even enhance the theme. Honestly. Ooh, yeah. Like you only have because you well, can freely I mean, communicate. It wouldn't, so. it wouldn't be a sand timer. It would be a ticking clock, well, yeah. like a digital, <laughs> a, a digital clock. countdown or something. Yeah, yeah, true. true. Oh, an app with a voice. Or what do you mean? Yeah. Thirty with the, seconds. With the, with yep. the, with oh the my god! Oh, that, countdown on you. That, 
that yeah. soft, calm, soothing voice yeah. yes. announcing your imminent demise. imminent demise. Yeah, yeah. it's too bad Majal Barrett isn't still alive That's to right. get oh, to she do was this. The, she was the best uh, self-destruct. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Imagine that's what you're known for. I do, I do the best self-destruct sequences. On the yeah. Oh, that'd be awesome. That would be awesome. Oh, God. So in each room, it has an ability that if it's fully repaired at the moment and you're on the space, you can use an ability, which is kind of like... You want to do those in the right sequence because then one room can help another room repair faster and, yeah. or help you get around the place faster and different stuff like that. Each room has a unique power that right. way. Yeah, really right. helpful. But the problem <laughs> is if it gets damaged when you're about to use it, then you have to repair it before you can use the ability again. So you waste an action. I know. So, so you're planning things out you know, somewhat. It's, uh-huh. it's a tiny bit of programming in this game yeah. as well. But you got to hope to heck that the room mm-hmm. holds together and doesn't yeah. suffer damage by the time you get there. Right, mm-hmm. exactly. There's not, there's not a lot of room for plan Bs in this game either. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> My kind of game. Oh, well, yeah. it's true to, the, true to the theme, I think. Yeah, I, I agree. Very thematic. Okay, explorers, it's time to dig up or bury Solar Storm. What do you think, Evan? Uh, Solar Storm, yeah, this is an easy co-op to play. Uh, game functionality that causes the pressure to build as the game moves along is a really nice feature. And, you know, you don't have to worry about limiting your talk. That's a nice change of pace from other co-ops. This game's good. Dig it up. Ed? Solar Storm puts the team in a dangerous position where time is not your friend. You need to work <laughs> together to jump out of the storm. Ah! <laughs> Quarterbacking can be a thing because you can share all the information a bit, but working together to try to solve the problem is fun. So I'll dig this up to experience the Kobayashi Maru once again. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Nerd reference. I don't even need to say anything now. Damn, that was, that was awesome. <laughs> all right, Mike. I like co-op games a lot, guys. And one of the big problems a lot of co-ops have is long setup time and like really convoluted ways to set the game up. This one here is straight up simple. You know, like you know mm. what you have to do. The rooms say what they need and you're just drawing random cards for the bad stuff. Um, so for that reason, and the fact that it was a lot of fun working with you guys, I'll dig this one up. Which position would you take on the bridge? I don't know. What would Mikey be? I think I would put Mikey in security. (laughs) All right. All right. Isn't that strange? But he's just got, he's got a style. He can defuse things. (laughs) Right. I'm I'm more like, yeah, defuse the situation instead of beating the crap out of everybody. Right. I wouldn't be the wharf type security. More of a peace officer. Yeah. Peace uh, officer. Yeah. 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 (laughs) <laughs> Ed gets the con, of course. He has to handle all the fidgety stuff. I mean, I did, I think number one, like Captain would be Celeste probably, and Evan would definitely be like the uh, the number two position. Yeah, number one. Or communications. Yeah. Or comms, be, yeah, yeah. Comms, yeah. yeah. You yeah, sure you don't want to be the chief? That. You sure you don't want to be the ship's therapist, Evan? <laughs> <laughs> I, I could be that as well. Ed, Ed's the science officer for sure. Yeah, um, the science. Officer. I could draw right. two paychecks. Oh right, engineering. That's Ed. Engineering. Ooh, engineering. Oh, engineering. absolutely. Yeah, and science <laughs> officer. Yeah. I know I don't, we don't have enough people. We, well, well, that's what we're in the ship. Right? Yeah. No, no wonder these things blow up near the sun. <laughs> <laughs> Whose choice was it to go that damn close to the sun? Come on. Right? <laughs> All right. Well, then join our crew and tell us which position you would take we are on social media (laughs) which came first our last game up this week is mountain goats designed by stefan ristaus published by all play in 2010 number of players two to four ages eight and up 
Playtime, 20 minutes. All right, Mikey, what's in the box? The cover of the box shows stalwart, eyeless mountain goats standing confidently <laughs> atop what can only be described as huge mounds of multicolored melting ice cream. I think they're supposed Yum. to just be mountains. Uh, <laughs> inside, we discover 18 mountain cards, four bonus tokens, 57 point tokens, four dice, and 24 mountain goat meeples. And that's what's in the box. Well, before we tell you if this game is good or bad. bad. <laughs> <laughs> Something tells me that won't be the last sound effect you'll hear oh, on this boy. review. All right, Evan. Uh, cl- climb the rule. Ascend the rules. Ascend uh, yeah. the rules. <laughs> Cast the rules from off top. Yeah. Um, Mountain Goats. It's a roll and race game, I'm calling it. Yeah, All right. that's trademark now. Roll and race. <laughs> In which each player is trying to advance their goats to the tops of mountains. On a turn, a player rolls 4d6 and can make point combinations to determine which of the six mountains their goat will ascend. When your goat reaches the top, it scores the points, and it may continue to score points for as long as it stays there. But as soon as another player's goat reaches that peak, your goat will get kicked off the mountain back to the bottom. Hmm. Bad. <laughs> That's bad. Uh, I'll get my revenge. Yeah. <laughs> Collect Charlie. bonus points for getting a goat to all six mountaintops. And the game will end when point tokens run out uh, for any one of the mountains. Winner is the goat shepherd with the most total points. And for those of us who lost, it really gets our goat. Oh. <laughs> climb the mountain charlie climb candy mountain <laughs> people will whoever knows knows and whoever doesn't oh well look at yeah, you're, you're lost candy mountain charlie just bunch of people in. now googling candy mountain <laughs> charlie. it's all trending right. on twitter all of a sudden <laughs> oh popular. we played this game on yukata.de yukata.de not.com folks yukata.de go there today Best interface for online board games. Since 2001. (laughs) (laughs) If it were 2001. Best interface. How did it look? Uh, It it was fine. The color, you know, nice color palette. It's kind of uh, a sky blue-ish background to everything. And then the mountains are each kind of their own mountainy kind of colors. So it was nice, nice, nice palette of colors. Yeah, it's simple looking art, but it has a nice aesthetic to it. Yeah, and if you look at the art, like in combination, like the little tiles, it kind of forms what looks like a mountain range that goes from like temperate climate all the way up to like the frozen peak. Ah, so it so mm-hmm. it kind of forms a, a whole picture, which I thought was kind of nice. Right. So your your six mountains are numbered five through ten: five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And the fives do look like more of the foothill peaks, whereas mm-hmm. the ten is the like the icy. Yeah, uh, the, the no cap mountain. Peak. Yes, no cap. Mm-hmm. And did the goat meeples look like meeples on Yukata? Uh, they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, cool. They did. These yeah, wood they had... cutouts look nice. The the meeple, I like them. You Quality know? of the products looks really nice. We didn't play it in person, but just looking at the cards and like the tokens and everything, it looks really good. I good even quality. like the color of the dice. It was yes. the sky blue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was just thinking that. I don't Inviting. think I've ever seen dice that color, you know? Yeah, because you're going to the sky, you know? You're going to the top of the mountains. <laughs> yeah. The sky I... dice. They put some thought into the to the layout of this game and stuff and the colors. Mm-hmm. I, I appreciate that. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, 
you're just climbing a mountain? What are you doing here, Ed? <laughs> What's going on in this <laughs> game, Ed? Yeah, what are you Ed, doing? break it down. Yeah, Povey. I mean, yeah, you're 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 rolling dice and you're trying to race to the top of the mountain and stay there. So you're trying to time it just right so that you get in that top spot and no one can kick you off. And of course, everybody else is trying to kick you off. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's it. Yeah, that's what you're doing. I mean, you can kind of compare it a little bit to so, don't stop. No, I can't yes, stop. Can't rather. stop. Yeah, yeah can't yeah, stop. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because you're rolling dice trying to go up these number patterns. But mm-hmm. there are other people can, once you get to the top, somebody else can get there too. So there's that different dynamic. And then if you have two people waiting right before the top, mm-hmm. you're like, well, do I go first and then yeah. uh, hope that he doesn't push me off? Or do mm-hmm. I let him go first and then I, I kick him off and I can stay up there longer? Yeah, you're kind of always looking at the person who's behind you to tell how long you might be able to stay up there. And the higher numbers are actually high, harder to roll so that you might you know, try to get into those numbers as soon as you can. And so if you roll two fives, you can use it as a 10 and go up one space on the 10, or you can go two spaces up on the five row. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, that is a lot. Uh, that is very can't stoppy. Mm, very. But did it still feel thematic or, I mean, your I goats, mean, you're climbing yeah. them out. You made a guy goat and you're trying to be the king of the, the hills. I mean, it's not me super thematic but it's got a theme <laughs> i mean do goats did goats come up with that idea of king of the hill like do they bump each other off mountains i don't know uh that's a good question i don't know i mean i don't, I don't think know. they covet peaks the way no. this game implies <laughs> True. No. you only see them at peaks because that's where they stand out they're otherwise scattered all right they're all over the place it's yeah a, it's a bias <laughs> Peak bias. Well, could think of it. maybe they do like the lock horns once in turn they're a little territorial Yes, right, but not over yeah. the peak of the. They're mountain. fighting over mates and stuff like that. <laughs> right, not, not, not mountains. So not, not, not yeah, right. mountains with nine points every round. Yeah, but it's easy to get them playing out. some if ineffable nine game. We don't round, you would be fighting for it. I don't know. True, true. I think I think when you stand out on a peak like that, though, you're a more desirable mate, though, right? Like you look cooler. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they want to be on the top, right? We are, we are anthropomorphizing a little bit. Definitely, <laughs> totally. <laughs> Uh, each row also, I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, but each row has a specific number of tokens that you can get before that row is useless to you, to everybody. So Mm -hmm. if you use up all the tens, like by staying there for a few turns, you get 10, 10, 10, and then it's over. Nobody else can get tens anymore. So you do have to be careful about going up a peak and what's actually left on there because you could be rolling useless numbers by the end of the game. And don't forget Oof. about the bonus yeah. points. You want to get oh, one point from every mountaintop to mm. get bonus points. Wow. Yeah, get all six numbers and earn those bonus. And if you're the first to do it, you get more bonus points than the second person right. who was able to do it and yep. third beyond that. So, so you know, that more- could be the game changing decision. here. Yeah, that one seems more like a tiebreaker, probably. But yeah, you know. It, it, they are points. I mean, there are multiple ways to get your points in this game. I like that. Yeah. And and if they, you can't get enough with this game, you can get the big mountain expansion. Oh, with, really? It, now you have what? the number go from 11 to 24. Really? Wow. Yeah. It goes past 11? Yep. 24. 11. So you have to roll six on all four dice? <laughs> or is there more dice? Yep. More dice to roll? Are there more dice, Ed? Um, you know, it's not clear to me. 
I mean, there would have to be, right? I mean, you can't get the or you'd have to roll four sixes. Yeah, if you roll, yeah. But you get the one in 1,500 chance of four sixes. That spot is worth 500 points. Okay, explorers, it is time to dig up or bury mountain goats. What do you think, Mike? You know, it's hard to get the right balance of strategy and luck in a game where there's dice involved. And, you know, if if you do get the right balance, you feel like losing or winning was more a product of your own decisions rather than terrible luck. And you know how much dice hate me. Um, Ironically, I think these goats were a little off balance in that regard. So I'd have to care. Evan? Mountain goats obviously reminds me of Can't Stop, but I, I like this theme of goats and mountains and mm. the king of the hill aspect to the game. Uh, there, As Mike said, there's some randomness in the dice rolls, but I thought the options of your plays helped offset that randomness. Mm. If I rolled a, th- you know, a three and a six, you know, do I go the nine or do I use the six for the six instead, right? Mm. So I thought it was okay. It looked good and it played well. I'm going to dig it up. Ed? Mountain Goat is a nice entry-level game that is easy to learn and fun to play. It offers a nice race to the top while trying to stay king of the hill for more points. It's not really a deep strategy game. It won't really work at the (laughs) main course for me. But But. I can dig it up as a nice intro or filler game. Wow, look how fast he said dig it up. He tried to like sneak it in there so nobody would notice that he dug it up. <laughs> so I dig it up. Well, which, which games bring out the goat in you? Evan, can we hear revenge one more time? <laughs> you will have my revenge. <laughs> Let us know we are at which game first. And that does bring us to the end of our show. We look forward to hearing about all the game exploring you're doing. Let us know. We're on Discord. Uh, that's the best place to reach us. Also, Instagram. Uh, check out our Instagram for our game day photos and uh, YouTube for all of the games we play online. If you'd like more perks and content from us, just go to our website and click on Become a patron today and for three dollars a month you will get access to our patron only podcast called bonus points points. (laughs) if you get a chance please leave us a rating wherever you're getting this podcast it is a huge help to generating more showing of our podcast popping up on other people's feeds so that we can get more listeners happy gaming explorers rainforest rain I'm bad to the bone. <laughs> the core will destruct in five. Four, <gasps> wait, get to the three, engine room. Wait, two, uh, two, here's a goat. Uh, 